Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Time now for the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Cards Basketball is also presented by UofL Health. Making the impossible possible. That's the power of you. Kelly Jobs, the employment solution experts. Kellyjobs.com. Bear Nose Pizza. Yeah, it's that good. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. And Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now, here's your host, Phil Baker. Instant reaction. You can't get anywhere else because, well... We had some technical difficulties, and that's where we are today. It's the Coors Light Post Game Show. Uh, Taylor Lynch, normally in today's chair, had some technical difficulties. Fear not, we're going to be putting out some content. I think Ethan Moore of Louisville Sports Live is going to join as well. So we just want to put some stuff out there. This is ESPN Louisville Plus. Normally, you can hear the post game show over on 93.9 The Ville in the ESPN Louisville app. Had some technical difficulties, and now we have the Ravens pregame coverage going on over there. So that's what you have with that. So, Justin, I uh, appreciate you getting flexible today. Well, you're always flexible. You're the f- most flexible individual at ESPN Louisville, but I, uh, I know, <laughs> yes, yes, but uh, you can give him a follow on Twitter at Justin Sofro, Ethan Moore, Louisville Sports Live, that to join us live from a mall. Do we want to guess what mall he's at? Is that uh, St. Matthews, Oxmoor, or J-Mall? <laughs> okay, that's a, that, that could be the dark horse right there. I was going to say J-Mall just for SNGs. I know yeah. his wife uh, at one point worked at a Finish Line. I am alum there as well, but Louisville falling today 92-65 to Wake Forest. Uh, just some quick reaction to it. I, I know you were uh, in a group chat with me. We're being very animated about Zayn Payne getting the yeah. start. Uh, I know his plus minus was actually better than what people thought was what he was in. But uh, nonetheless, uh, just I, I think everyone has seen the same story over and over again. But uh, I will kind of let you take the ship on. I know how you feel about KP and everything, but just your initial thoughts from the game. So real quick, I'm not sure if you got a little bit, little bit too quick of a head start. So just in case, welcome in to the uh, ESPN Louisville Plus version of the post game show. I think it may have not caught on right, at, at least the way my thing showed. But I just want to throw that in, just in case it didn't catch. Yeah, anyway. we can reset multiple times. Yeah, yeah, this is the Coors Light post game show. Sorry, on ESPN yeah. Louisville Plus. No, no, you're right. We I should have done a good job. We had some technical <laughs> difficulties. So yeah. this is instant reaction after yes. everybody else. So exactly. we can't get this anywhere else. It's so instant. We're so instant. 
I, I about lost it. I'm, I'm going to be frank. When it came to this game, I was going to watch it, but I had church duties. I'm a man of Christ, okay? So I had church duties I had to go to with my wife and my family. So I had, my, even though I think one of the one of the topics today uh, was basically minimizing our phone use while I had this down in my lap, watching the game, enraged, angry. Um, and when 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 that when that Boy, went that out, really that really resonated with you, huh? Yeah, it, it really did. It did. I did my part. But when when they released the you know the starting lineup graphic when they put that out, I mean you sent it to you sent it first and that's where I saw it and I mean this unmitigated sense of rage overcame me and I think a lot I mean everybody else has kind of caught on to this but like it, it, is Kenny Payne trolling us is Kenny Payne actively attacking the fan base at this point because there's no excuse i'm sorry i don't believe for a second in what kenny payne said when he said the idea that he thought he would improve the defense and i guess you said they overall were better i'm sorry he had over he had over he had one rebound no, no, no. He had? You, you saw the stat line yeah you, yeah you saw the stat line and that didn't play there but I, at one point the plus minus when he was in versus when he was on the bench was uh, better <laughs> than what had some bad i don't there, that, so. I, I, Look, I, 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 I can't i know i know it's a joke but like, I, just, I can't do it um, anyway, he continues to do these things. And I, I kind of posted it out there on Twitter. Like my personal opinion is like at this point where we're sitting and I'm thankful for today. I, I am. I'm thankful that today happened because if it didn't happen, there was some there's a little bit of we talked about it in the, uh, the the sidecast that we did about a week or so ago. Just kind of the, the sense that we've gotten around the media and we've gotten with, you know, I hate using that word, but like the people that are trying to build this new positive sense of, uh, I guess, I don't want to say. I don't, I don't want to say an emotion, like emotional feeling toward him, but a connection with Kenny Payne again. But basically, to just try to say things are getting better. Like this, you got like there's there's a sense of trying to correct us of like maybe maybe you need to have second thoughts. Maybe Kenny Payne actually is getting this thing, uh, getting this you know course corrected. Things were that bad, yada yada yada. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say we love our guy Rick Bozich, but of course he had to do the the one year thing all over again. It's, it's brave of him to take that stance. Everyone's crushing <laughs> him, so I will give him. I will yeah. be the. Uh, uh, I will give the caveat that everyone crushing him. It's like he's Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards right there. He's the he, one that's being a contrarian yes. when everyone's zigging and zagging. But yes, I, I understand what you're you, saying. Yeah. So I guess, when, but, but when you put out, and I, this was my, the one thing, this is the one hill that I was dying on, well, one of many hills, but one of the hills that I really could not get over was Zan Payne. Zan Payne getting playing time. I'm sorry. Would you have your son, who, for all intents and purposes, to me, shouldn't be on on the team at all? Like even in a walk on capacity, do you think he's a good enough player to be a walk on anywhere else? Would he? I mean, well, would, but, he would he be a Rick Pitino uh, walk on? Well, he played for John Calipari as a walk on. So okay, you know, okay, you know, but but yeah, but, yeah. but okay, but but let, let the elephant in the room. Can he paint like to say elephant in the room? Elephant in the room is he? It's, it's his boy's son. That's his guy. Oh no, optically that's the it, only it reason looks, it, it doesn't look good. But also, it's like you could go down the list of you know I don't want to pick on our guy Lee Steiden and things like that. There's been yeah. previous walk ons here where you're just like, how did that? Happen? Yeah. But but I think it goes back to this, and, and this is but my big no walk ons in the start. I mean, maybe okay, maybe Tim Henderson, but I think he already got put on scholarship at that point. Right, he started. It, it, he started precisely, but it's just offensively, you see, like Louisville was shooting over fifty percent. It's the defense is asinine. Mm-hmm. It's so bad on there. They gave up eighteen. They were eighteen of thirty five on threes. Wake Forest. 
They hit 18 three-pointers. Oh, that's that the one thing I heard. That's the that one thing I heard the sound of that I could hear, yeah. 18 three-pointers. And look, it's just – it's something that I think people just go back to. I think they finished the day uh, Louisville basketball uh, did on a 45.8% um, from the field, but – Two of 11 from three. But defensively, it's just horrid. And I think this is what a lot of people tend to point to when it comes to the Kenny Payne experiment is that it, it tends to be the same thing over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. um, regardless of if you're just saying he's been dealt a bad hand or, you know, the press conferences and everything else that have uh, transpired in the last week that I know people have picked apart over and over again, he tends to just <sighs> – the lack of self-awareness sometimes it's like I try to give the guy the benefit of the doubt at the press yeah. conference because he's just not the most media savvy and you're coming off somebody who well you know Rick Pitino that you've you, you your mind's been programmed with that and I know Chris Mack was a little bit more prickly but I mean it's just he needs Eric Crawford said on WDRB he needs a well actually guy up there essentially that has some sort of uh, just you know can hand him some nudges him and hands him some cards that says hey you probably should say this not that yeah. and and it's just I saw some of the the post game comments, and I know Bob, or I'm sorry, Jody and Paul talked to him in the post game on, over on 93.9, and said some of the same things over and over again. He's like, "You want to see fight? You you played well for six to eight minutes. Well, at what yeah. point are you going to play well for twenty minutes and on a full half? <laughs> Inspire Kenny Payne today. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I we we understand. We know how people feel about that. Yeah. Uh, reminder: This is the Coors Light post game show. I'm Phil Baker, Justin Sofro. I probably did a, a, a clumsy job introducing us. Uh, we're going to do just a quick podcast. Uh, this is actually live on Twitter, YouTube, I believe Facebook as well. So we're sharing it all over the places. Uh, apologies for the technical difficulties, but this is something on there. Taylor, uh, after some of the hiccups, said. Yeah, I'm done for today. I'm going to watch the NFL playoffs. I don't blame I don't blame them at all. Uh, so so uh, I think Ethan Moore may join us, by the way, um, in, uh, from a mall. I hope he's like on one of those like yeah, the furries that they have uh, yep. going around that he can ride around <clears throat> the mall. Yep. Or where, do they still play chess at Mall uh, St. Matthews? No, is I think that's, that's gone. That's gone okay. now. That's, it is. I would love to, for them to bring it back, the old 90s uh, chess, chess board. Um, I will say my kid the other day, my wife made me go to Oxford Mall. So that way he could, because he he was dead set on riding in one of the not not furry, but it's a cart. It's one of the whatever. little cars. Oh, yeah. It's a it's like a Range Rover or whatever. It's like one's a Bentley, one's a whatever. Anyway, he was dead set on riding in one of those. And then I paid the ten dollars. Not ten dollars. Not it's not breaking the bank, but it's ten dollars, right? That's so up. he he gets in there and he doesn't realize it's just a grocery card. What you're in is a grocery card. You're not <laughs> driving this thing. You ain't you can hit a, you can hit a horn and, and annoy everybody around you but you're not driving like he has a a gator that he has in our garage that he drives around our neighborhood like anyway waste of money i'm with you on those things uh yeah he says uh uh, ethan's actually trying to uh log in shortly so uh you'd be on the lookout for him but no look i i think when you saw the the zan pain get in you hate picking on just like him because apparently when you look at the plus minus again our eyes tell us one thing that's been a common theme with ethan and taylor on Mm. lsl and their post game shows it tells you that sums up however you can't I, I will say this in defense of Kenny Payne, which I know I was going to enrage you because there's not a lot of things that's out there Yeah, to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I, I will say trying something different and putting Zan Payne in. I don't want to say is admirable, but it's right. like we can't keep crushing him for just like he's doing the same thing. Over. Well, he tried to switch it up a little bit today and it was the same result. So now if he does it again next game and he, he goes in there with that, it, it's there, there, look, there, 
I'm with you. Zane Payne should not yeah. be in the game. I, I'm but with you on that. How much do you, like, I, but seriously, how can we sit here? And I guess my question, and you're doing a great job of rationalizing an irrational situation. And no, what I mean is that's what I've tried to like, I mean, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to look at it from a, a standpoint of yeah. somebody like, and I want you to finish your point, but like yeah. Josh heard, we talk about the deposits. What is he trying to do? Zan Payne being in there. Mm-hmm. He, he's trying to switch it up because it, he can see the writing on the wall that looks like it's coming in the next two months. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm getting at is you're doing a good job of being reasonable. One thing everybody knows, if you I'm not reasonable. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not reasonable. You're a terrorist. And I I try to be. And I I don't know. I've been labeled a terrorist or whatever. I've been right a year and a half of being right. So I'm sorry. I guess I enjoy being right. Uh, But at this point, when you you look at again, I go through the long list of things. At some point, to me, there is no rationalizing. What is going on here with Louisville basketball? I can't look at a. You're getting 25 piece by uh, by Wake Forest. You're the getting fringe NCAA team in a bad yeah. ACC. Yes, yeah. I agree with you on that. Just getting embarrassed, getting waxed after. Again, I I, I said last week, or, or I guess earlier this week, I didn't feel like the North Carolina game was anything special. I know a lot of people. Oh, uh, they, they got a little bit close there, and then a 16 point game there at the end. That's fine. I guess if they are the uh, top, what a top five team in the nation, you can take some good feels from that. But everything I've seen from Kenny Payne has almost been a it's like it's a it's an entire course in how not to be a head coach, how not to run a basketball program, how not to treat your fan base. And that's why it's so infuriating to me to see him come out and say, like I said, after the Kentucky game, saying the Louisville basketball program is not good enough to get those recruits, to get recruits that Kentucky has, which is blatantly not true. And then he goes on to and I, I, I think. Um, or I think Spiegel. I think I saw him tweet out. Uh, Mark Spiegel? Is that, yeah, 502. Mark, no, no, you're right. A 502 yeah. collective. He's affiliated with that. Yes. Yeah. He tweeted out, and I think it was a great point. It was just very simple, very easy, simple way to say this was, I've never smiled after losing, after any, losing anything. And yeah, I don't and, know that I have either. Like, And, and I want to interject real, because I'm glad you brought that up, because mm-hmm. that is now, and I'm not going to sit here and say he's the Fortune 500 companies of the world, but that is now affiliated with the 502 circle and everything. And I know he's donated money. And he's a big Louisville fan. He has a company down in Atlanta. That is now somebody else, a donor, on top of the Aaron yep. Flakers of the world, whose name's all over the UFL baseball stuff, and some other prominent, Rick Heber, whose name is on the yep. basketball practice this facility um, has shared some Rick Patino things. It's like, you know, just some certain little tidbits like that, which that becomes a fascinating dynamic to me is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman just glistening, by the way, in their puffy (laughs) Nike jackets with the uh, ESPN Monday Night Football uh, patch on there. Sorry, uh, that's that's some drip right there, as the young say, versus Jim Nansen and their little uh, blazers that they have on CBS. Sorry, I'm a nerd when it comes to that, as you know. But I'm so happy you said that because I think that will ultimately, for the contingency, and I know not to be Johnny Two Sides here, but the Mm -hmm. contingency that have been worried about the third year and what Josh heard deems as a deposit, I think those tweets right there are so important that those are, that are normally not hot takey guys or opinionated guys are starting to voice their displeasure now too. Yeah, which is, I mean, well, that's the key. I guess that's the problem with me being vocal early is I 
there's not a lot of weight when I say things because I've been known to kind of be harsh when it comes to guinea pain. But you can't watch these games. You can't watch the, the program that you love and you care for be embarrassed game after game. And just the coach to come out and say these things. And I, I'm at least thankful that the guys, you know, the powers that be, if you will, in the, the situation or guys that have more power than me are coming out and starting to speak out against it because it no, just no. can't it can't continue. No, I, and I think that's what's ultimately going to make the uh, news right there. By the way, uh, for those that are looking for it, this will be a similar situation on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Post game show around 8 o'clock or so. It'll either be a Twitter spaces. We may try to do it on YouTube there. So for those yeah. having some fun with that. Uh, also, uh, I think uh, our, our man uh, Ethan Moore is going to be joining us here in a bit live from a mall, but this is the Coors Light Post game show a little later than normal. Apologies on the technical difficulties. Taylor Lynch uh, normally supposed to be on that. They'll be back. I, I believe Ethan will be on the next one for the Duke game, but I know he'll have some yeah. thoughts about that. So uh, moving forward, this will kind of be a contingency fallback plan on some of those, but I know we've built up a decent audience uh, on a lot of these, so appreciate folks being patient on that reminder. If you're looking for the NFL games, we got Ravens coverage on 93.9 right now uh, mm-hmm. coming up uh, against the Texans, so you can listen to Lamar and company, the Liquor Barn coverage of that. But I, I think when you look at what they did offensively, the Louisville basketball team on there, and you see these glimpses, and, and we keep having the same discussion. It's, I, I know there are some plays out of the timeouts, and you've seen it where Caleb Glenn hit D-Lo uh, for some plays out of a timeout. And it's like, okay, I see what they're doing there. You, you, you've seen some, I think it was a Mike James, or maybe it was a Tyler Johnson pass to Brandon Huntley or Caleb Glenn. I'm drawing a blank on who it was. So mm-hmm. when people say, I don't know what their offense is, I, I see out of some, very rarely, but out of some timeouts where Kenny Payne looks as if he is – drawing some things up with that being said with that being said (laughs) outside of them going to brandon huntley hatfield sometimes the rest of the Louisville, like they'll do an entry pass to Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who has been had dominant games recently uh had 12 and uh five today but everyone else is standing outside the three-point line and i do not know what their offense is right there like I, i it's just an entry pass you saw out the gate the double team on brandon hunley hatfield and it's just like guys like it's like if that doesn't work there's no plan b And I think this is just something that people just kind of scratch their head about where it's like, I I don't know. You've seen the clips on Twitter. You've seen the transition defense of just no one in the general vicinity of that. And it's just head scratching um, that I I think people get very upset about. And and it's just over and over again, the same thing that people tend to point to as like it's not getting any better at all. And and I know people are clamoring for it. Josh Hurd needs to do something now. I, I know a very old market is uh, of the drive would say that i'm and so back I, and forth on that right now like i am so i i completely get it and i yeah i love mark's fire that came out he finally joined he finally joined the um the mob with the pitchforks and me leading it um but what i one of the things that i am so back and forth on especially uh we're not saving any of this for the next tape uh, but one of the things that really gets me is how, how do you go you go game to game you go to week to week um, the last couple games, you started getting a little bit of a feel good, and there started to be conversations. You had the conversation with Strebel on Thursday about do you do you know that this is going to be over in March? Because we don't, we we have no clue, and that's why part of me is like, yeah, I want him to continue this. But what happens if we, yeah, this game happens? Oh, the schedule's we, very favorable in February. Like at the back yeah. end of February, like the in and down AC. It's a fascinating conversation where it's about to go through murderer's row. But like yeah. if you in it finish the season and let's say win two or three games or no, win a game or two of the ACC tournament. Like, what's that conversation there? 
You know, yeah. so it's like momentum heading in there. You've seen the guy, Sky Clark, uh, you know, come on Instagram saying he's not transferring anywhere. So it's a um, Bill Baker does not wear. Oh, that's Tommy. That's Tornado Tommy right there. That's funny. That's, that's a good spot right there. He does not wear drip. He wears pajamas, according to John Salzman. But, um, you know, I, I think ultimately what it goes back to is that people tend to just get so enraged over, um, you know, any sort of positivity that could leave it without a question of a doubt that this is going to work out. And I think there's going to be some games coming up where you're going to get uh, not some upsets, but beat some Boston colleges of the world. Uh, Miami seemingly looks like frauds. Now Syracuse just took them down too. Um, so th- this is a fascinating conversation that is going to be had for those that are still in his corner that are going to be saying like, hey, there's some positive momentum on a very young team that dealt with a lot of injuries going in there. I fundamentally disagree with that, but I'm telling you, those are going to be some conversations that are out there. Absolutely. And without any further ado, we're going to bring in our guy, Ethan Moore, right now to join the postgame show, the de facto postgame show. We're going to. I, I know what chair you're in. Yes, you're yep. getting the massage chair. Yes. Is that Oxmoor Mall? Yes. This is the second time I've probably been here in the last two years. It's crazy. So my wife and daughter are out. Uh, we, we went to Lululemon already and now Sephora. So I'm, I'm taking a little time out to talk some Louisville hoops with you guys. Um, very, very stunned at the outcome tonight. Just kidding. Um, pretty pretty bad. You know, the defense, once again, gentlemen, right? I mean, the defense is terrible. Wake Forest shoots over 50% from the field, 18 threes. But, guys, and I don't know if you all have discussed this um, already. I'm sure you have. But what gets me is the smile and the laughing and the handshake line when you get busted by 25 points. You were, the, you were the first person I thought of when that happened. I, I said, I, "This is going to enrage Ethan Moore." Yeah, it's but it, it go, but it's in line, guys. It's in line with I want to beat my rival by one. Mm-hmm. It's in line with um, this is year one. Last year didn't count. That that is this is this has that same you know weak mentality, and this is what we're used to with local basketball. Local basketball under Kenny Payne, ten and forty. Three and twenty-four in the ACC, one and what twenty-two now on road or neutral site games. I mean, the facts; those are the facts. Those are the numbers. This can't continue. I look forward to March when there a change is made because we have to go in a different direction. It's not going to be a difficult decision, and you know I'm fully of the belief that this team will still win a few games the remainder of the season. You know, when you have outings like this. It's, you know, it's, you could see like, you could, I, you could understand why people are like, oh, they're not going to win another game all year, but there's still talent on the team. And that's why for me, I'm just taking it game by game. If we win, I'm pleasantly surprised. And if we lose, well, this is what we're used to under this coaching staff. So, but, but Ethan, you know, my, my worry is like, okay, that's fine. If we, we can take it game to game. And I completely agree. And I see people in the chat that are saying about, oh, they have to wait till April 1st. You can't wait till April 1st. When it comes no. to hiring, you can't wait till April 1st. So when it comes to the money, that's off the table. They're going to lose the money regardless. I, I, I mean, as long as they're smart enough to make a move. But I guess my issue is, is you come into this and then I, I, what, like, what happens if we go, if you take it game to game, week to week, what happens if, like Phil Baker pointed out, the, mo- the month of February looks a little bit, little bit more, when I say manageable, I don't mean winning games, I mean looking respectable again. Maybe, maybe you win a pop or two there. Like, I, I've just seen excuses be made and made and made and made. What's to tell me for sure that this will move on and this will be over? 
Yeah. And so, yeah. But I think what what most of us are doing, we're, we're getting out in front of it. Like Phil just mentioned, you're like that certainly is going to be a small portion of the fan base that, that's going to talk like that. It will bring up the injury excuse. And but but Justin, this is why I fully believe that we're going to win a, a few games in February. You can beat Georgia Tech at home. You can beat Notre Dame at home. And we close out the basketball season with three straight home games against decent competition. I don't expect us to win all three, yeah. but I expect us to win at least one or two of those. There's going to be some more wins. But let's just say we win five more games this year, and that's that's a stretch. Well, you're 11 and 20, okay? So then that's fireable. That's You can't have some success in you know, playing competitive. I want makes you want to puke. All right, this is Louisville basketball. Being competitive is not good enough. Losing to, you know, a, a decent NC State team that just got beat by Virginia Tech tonight, like, that's not good enough. Don't get down by 12 or 15 points and then come back. Who cares, all right? You shouldn't have got down by that margin to begin with. So, you know, the, the, I am not going to, I know you guys are not going to allow that narrative to change, that the expectations and the standards going to change. Oh, well, they're playing hard. Oh, well, they battle back. Well, you know what? Don't get down by double digits to begin with, hmm. and that's not going to be a problem. So, Justin, to answer your question, we have to get out in front of it. That's what we're doing. Yeah. This team is going to win a few more games. But, again, if you win five more games and finish 11-20 and 20 in the regular season, that means the KP would be responsible for two of the worst seasons in the modern era of Louisville basketball. You cannot retain somebody mm-hmm. with the two worst seasons and back-to-back your only two years. You cannot retain him for, for having two of the worst seasons in the modern era, the worst seasons in the modern era of Louisville basketball. You just can't. There's I mean, no decision to be made I mean, in after, terms of that, in my after, opinion. After today, 10 and 40. 10 and 40, 50 games have been played, and you're 10 and 40 under Kenny Payne. Like, and, it, and 26 the of those 40 losses were by double digits. Yep. And when it was in the 30s, I, I felt bad, but it didn't feel as bad. Now that I see 10, 40, Jesus. Like, I have nothing else that I can really say to that except for, like, one, that's not Louisville basketball. That never will be never, Louisville basketball. That shouldn't be Louisville basketball. Mark Annis pointed out something that I have been terrified of for a year and a half now, and is Louisville basketball, are they lowering the standard? And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm seriously worried about the future of the program when that happens. Well, let me ask you a question. Ahead, no, no, no. I, I saw our buddy Ty put something in there from Rival saying that the people need to um, saying that they need to save money. The buyout doesn't drop until April 1st in a perfect world. Again, craziness happens. That's why the deemed the name March Madness. Uh, and, and as we've talked about, Louisville could win a game or two in some of these ACC conference games that we talked about. Dare I say one if they in the day of shame in the ACC tournament. Like, what do you do in that awkward situation there? Because I, in a perfect world, season's over, out the first round of the ACC uh, tournament, and then, then you can make your decision like it's there. But if you win a game or two, that's when it gets really complicated. And, and I'm with you from the AD standpoint, administration standpoint, and players that you've seen on Instagram like Sky Clark saying, we're young we're almost there we're still behind kp like that's a weird conundrum that i think a lot of people are kind of worst case scenario thinking well i think for me like for, for that you know the, and then so give the players the benefit of the doubt and you're going to ride out with kp for the rest of the season regardless okay that's fine but then again you have to go back to that you know and if the players are still supportive of coach Payne, it's, well then it's just like okay well we're 12 and 20 
I can't do anything with that. You know what I mean? Like you all didn't perform at that level. That's not acceptable here. So we're making we're making a change. And Justin, go back to answer your question. Provided there's a coaching change, we're not going to be lowering the standards. If for some reason he's back, and I don't expect him to be back, but for some reason he's back, then that would answer your question. We would be an unserious program, and the expectations would have been drastically reduced. But provided that there is a coaching change, and again, guys, it's like we, we have to look at it from a perspective. Us three are sharing our opinions, but that doesn't matter at the end of the day. The Yum Center being three-fourths empty is what matters the most. That is the loudest fan discussion of anything. It's not media blowhards like us pontificating about this stuff. It is how many butts are in the seats at the Yum Center. The attendance is has been terrible yeah. um, under Kenny Payne, period. That's what speaks louder than anything else. And, and I'll take it a step. And I'll take it a step further. We talked about this before you joined, Ethan. Um, something that's been fascinating to me in the last couple of weeks is you see somebody like Mark Spiegel, who has the five hundred two circle, is affiliated with that. Obviously, has a uh, business down in Atlanta that's been really successful. You saw his tweet. You saw Aaron Flaker's tweet from a prominent donor with U of L Baseball. Like, what does that look like moving forward as some of these more and more of these donors? Because there's this narrative out there that you know, and and I've even posed the question, not saying I agree with it, but it's been conveyed to me. It's like you may lose some of the you know people that wanted to bring KP in some of their money but it sounds like you got the other side of it some other big money people that have voicing their displeasure and it's like guys even your money is no good right now if with the results that have been out there like you can't be happy with this yeah and then too like again with KP's comment about this being year one I I didn't even take into account how upset the season ticket holders would be with that comment oh you know, you're talking about okay if it doesn't count then I want my money back Yep. And they and they have every right to be that upset and and to make that demand, and that's just but that guys that's the whole thing though we're seeing a pattern here this is not this is not you know a one off type of thing this is what we have known under KP in this basketball program again when you laugh and smile after losses when you say you want to beat your rival by one after your arch rivals coach said he wants to beat your brains in like fans don't want to hear that and then you keep doubling down well this is really your one. You know, and again, in the post-game show on Wednesday, I did I did want to stress that I wanted to give be fully transparent and give KP his props that he said in my world, mm. other people may think differently. So I want to make sure that I say that again. So this is from his perspective. But guys, that's just the tone deafness. Like you, that counted those season ticket holders that paid thousands of dollars to go sit in there and watch that. That mattered to them. Mm. And as far as I know, KP didn't volunteer. As far as I know, four and twenty-eight counts in the record books. So, like when you have the stuff that you say in the post-game pressers, in addition to the results that we see on the court, there is no decision—a hard decision to be made in March. So, Phil, back to your point about you know ACC tournament. If you win a couple of games, my hope is that the background, the homework is being done now. The foundation is being laid to to come to an agreement. When this season ends, you're going to have to make a move before April 1st. Let's negotiate a reasonable buyout and where Louisville doesn't still owe the $8 million. And again, if we're being totally honest, if KP truly cares about the program like he says he will, he will understand. And I, I guess, and this is the problem that I have. I don't think that he, I really think that if he thinks this is year one, that maybe he still doesn't feel like he's on the chopping block. I mean, maybe not. 
Look, I, that was my point with Strebel the other day. It says, Whitney, I know he said that was his opinion, and I'm happy that you brought that up on the postgame show as well as some of the things that he said. But go back to the Purvis Ellison stuff telling him not to take the job. Go back to the um, he had to be convinced that narrative that was out there. It, yes. it led me to lead, it leads me to believe that maybe not said by Josh Hurd, but the administration, there were some assurances. And I think that's the worst case scenario, especially he said it was his opinion. So I want to give that caveat. But uh, that was what went. That's where I my mind led when he kept saying that at the UNC postgame from CL's question. Well, I can see I can see where you would think that. But again, man, I think at the end of the day, those empty seats are what speaks the loudest. And and again, you, Josh Hurd can go back to, to Kenny Payne and say, "Listen, man, like you're four, you're sixteen, you're you're fifteen and forty nine. I can't do anything with that. Out of those forty nine losses, thirty four of them were by double digits. I can't do anything with that. You're he's firing himself. And so th- this is why I go back and I've said this for for weeks now. Josh Hurd has a decision to make." But it's not going to be a difficult decision because of how bad the record is. This is not like we're flirting with 500. This is not like you missed the tournament and you're going to the NIT. You are you are staring back-to-back seasons in the face in a historical perspective being one of the worst runs, two-year runs, and this is a stat for Kelly Dickey, in the history of Louisville basketball. Last year was the worst season in 82 years. My senior year at Louisville, Louisville went 12 and 20. You're, you're looking at something similar like this. Um, it could be worse than the year when Matt quit when you finished 13 and 19. You cannot have back-to-back seasons of two of the worst in the, his, in the history of Louisville basketball and expect to be retained in year three. You just can't. And if Louisville is the serious program that we all expect and know that they are, then a coaching change will be made. And loss like this, PR gaff after PR gaff like this, no recruiting to speak of. He's firing himself. He really is. It's the Coors Light postgame show. He's Ethan Moore, Justin Sofro. P- apologies for the postgame malfunctions that we ran into uh, on 93.9 DeVille. Hence why we have a backup contingency plan moving forward. Uh, I think we'll get that figured out. So Taylor, I, I think, was just like, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. So we yeah. put it out to him. So fear not. Uh, he's in good spirits. It was just uh, some things out of his hands. Uh, 93.9 DeVille has you covered for Ravens Texans coverage. Go ahead, Justin. Just real quick, if you don't mind. Guys, if you're in here, if you're watching the, the product we have out here right now, one thing you can really do to help support us, to help us grow this platform so we can continue to bring you things like this is to definitely make sure you're subscribed on the YouTube channel on that platform that's where we really uh, want to drive most of our viewers but we're going to try to spread it out to everybody as well as make sure you hit the like button on whatever I, 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 I'm sorry I have to do the YouTube thing like subscribe bell all that stuff you got to do that so do me a favor we got like 70 or so people in here please do me a favor and like it and subscribe if you're watching us right now yeah, just a couple more minutes because I know Ethan's uh, getting the massage at Oxmoor Center and probably wants to get a little CPK. Oh, I'm just sitting in it. Full, full disclosure, I'm just sitting in it. Oh, okay. And there wasn't anybody else that. around, so I, you know what? You're I thought good. about it, but I, yeah. It's $5.50 for 50, 15 minutes. That's not that bad. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say for like 60 seconds. I was like, my God, Andy Sweeney joining uh, the comment section saying it's only a year. Yeah, he's right. It's one year. It's year one, baby. And, and that's the funny one. thing, though. For, for it to be one year, you're six and 12 and one and six in the ACC. And expecting so you're not flexing. Yeah, like no, this I, is I, this is unreasonable for year one for anybody ever. 
Like, I, I, unless you're little sisters of the poor, or Andy's calling me Furman. If maybe, maybe if you're actually at Furman, maybe then it's okay. I don't know. They've had better basketball they're, programs they're in recent I was years. Say, so. decent. That, that was yeah. one of the mid-major coaching when uh, I love Ethan and, and Taylor have kind of spread the wealth of uh, coaches to be in the know. And it's like, man, it's like they're gonna have to start getting down to like the Indiana State guys and Furman guys if uh, they're gonna make the leap up. If uh, you have to put a spotlight on some coaches on the uh, the come up. But no, a couple more minutes over here because I know Ethan got to get out here so for appreciate you getting flexible on this one thing i want to uh, throw out too next time yeah. what i want to do and i will figure a way i have a mixer here i can do it we're we, we can try to take calls next time if we have to do this again we can try to take calls from here i'll figure out a way to do that we'll plot out a different uh phone phone line and stuff like that so definitely guys stay tuned with what we're doing here we're gonna have other options for that for you guys going further for sure uh ethan i'll toss it out to you just so you got to get there and then justin give some final thoughts on what you saw today and we'll wrap up uh this condensed post game show as i know you want to get back to your saturday and watch lamar jackson take on the texans that's right baby ravens flock go lamar go ravens um a quick uh, a quick show tease i'll have you for the quarters light level basketball post game show after duke on tuesday um the potential coach we're going to preview eric musselman do with that what you will that'll be the next uh, potential coach that we'll preview um and and to my message to coordination we're just gonna have to grind it out these last few weeks and unfortunately we've had to do this for three straight years now when matt quit uh kp year one and kp year two we will be back we will be back we have paid our dues we have paid more than our fair share as this fan base and we will be back and it will be louisville basketball like we all know and love sooner rather than later we're just going to have to grind it out. And Justin and Phil, man, I appreciate you uh, uh, throwing me a line uh, and allowing me to vent a little bit and, and to, you know, just discuss this thing. And that's the one thing, my final takeaway is that we still have a very passionate, knowledgeable fan base, guys. We still have people that will call these post-game shows that will text and, and, and will not be afraid to share their opinion because we all love this basketball program. We love it. Um, it's sad to see the, the state, the current state of affairs. But alas, Card Nation, we will be back. And guys, um, I'll see you all. Uh, see y'all later. And thanks for having me. Always go cars, baby. Appreciate Ethan. I pr- appreciate Ethan joining uh, from uh, the massage chair. Maybe <laughs> while he's getting his Apple uh, iTunes fixed at the Apple Store at Oxmoor Center. Maybe get a little CPK pizzas and Pepsis. Uh, let me knock a couple things out. Coors Light post game show. Appreciate them. Bring it. Uh, I'm going to say Lamar Jackson's my Juan Gomez player of the game just because he's on my TV right now. <laughs> and they got uh, blowed by 25 right there. Appreciate uh, them sponsoring that segment right there. Just off the, the top of a defensive player of the game. Uh, I don't know. We'll just say Tyler Johnson. Just we're going to do the things that we need to do to knock these out. Uh, UPS jobs, top 25 scoreboard, graduate debt free with a job at UPS. Right now, you got Kansas uh, down four to West Virginia, 545 to go. Uh, that's on ESPN. McCronin up 30 to 13 on over number 12, uh, the fighting Tommy Lloyds of the world in Arizona. You know how I feel about Tommy Lloyd. Uh, Utah State up nine on the first half over Fresno State. Uh, Texas ended up beating number nine Baylor. Scott Drew by two. Vegas always gets that right. Uh, Marquette ended up beating Ricky P. Did you see Ricky P fall on the floor? Yeah. Huh? You I see did. that? I got, I got scared. Right? I got a little nervous for my guy. I, I did too. I, I didn't know what happened. It made me think of the uh, the male cheerleader in the yeah. um, pit game. That's what it made me think of him oh, losing his wow. mind. 
yep. but he's in his element. But the court looked immaculate up in the garden. It was uh, good stuff up there. So, and then Iowa State uh, won by one point over number 19, uh, Jamie Dixon and TCU right there. So that's uh, some of the men, Kentucky and Georgia coming up. Reminder, that'll be on Twitter spaces, uh, maybe on YouTube. I don't want to speak for Justin. I know he's juggling a lot today. So uh, that's kind of the rundown of the top 25 scoreboard that I have pulled up there. Yeah, um, so I guess this is my kind of closing uh, thoughts and statement today. I'm I'm at a point where obviously I've been angry for a long time about the state of Louisville basketball, but I, you know I had a little bit of swaying back and forth when it came to Kenny Payne, my feelings about him, my emotions about everything going into the hiring of him, his, the job he's done, and this has just kind of been another you know just been another notch I guess in that belt in the in whatever you whatever you want to call it, but. It's one of those moments where I have to sit there and like I question myself. You hired Kenny Payne because suppose he's a little, he's a you know former Louisville basketball player who cares about this program, who cares about the well being in the program, who cares about the future of the program. Everything I've seen from Kenny Payne right now, there's not been one thing I can point to that tells me that he loves Louisville basketball. There's not one thing that I can I, that I can put you know any kind of uh, investment in when it comes to Kenny Payne and the future of the program. That I that one that I should even worry about the future of Kenny. Payne and his ties to the program once once ties are cut because right now everything he has done has been detrimental to the program and it really is starting it really worries me about where it is um I guess the only thing I could say is Kenny Payne give me something show me show me that you care show me some emotion that you care that's what I, I want I, I mean look I mean offensively like at Eric Crawford's talked about this it, it's mm-hmm. like you see some pieces there it's like offensively like KP's talked about it Paul's talked about it with KP Bob's mm-hmm. talked about it. it's like offensively there's some things there the defense is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Like, and I don't think that's being hyperbolic. And I think that at any end of the season, you may see some uh, point of emphasis on that. But I'm telling you, I think it's going to be something that it's going to be fascinating over the next two months-ish or so more as donors begin to become more vocal. And then when you yep. begin to see more and more folks uh, voicing their displeasure and obviously the year one comments obviously struck another nerve. And I didn't think you would get any worse than after what you saw and transpire after the Kentucky game with not being able to get those players. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, but <laughs> that's something that I think is just if somebody can get I, we can analyze these games, Justin, we can talk about the same thing. The post game shows I actually want to do a fun bit where it's just like we just sub out the name like on from one of the podcasts and see if anybody notice like yeah. and just see if like because it's the same thing on one of these like sure ones that they are going to lose but I, yeah. I think ultimately if anybody can get to Kenny Payne like it's been conveyed to me that prominent individuals that um, have tried to help him he has yeah. not used any of that help and I'm fascinated to see as a last effort if anyone can get through to him to just say this is what you really need to do. Not from a, just a, a basketball play calling standpoint, but from a PR standpoint. And if anyone can get through to him. So that that's kind oh, of my uh, landing of the plane. Sorry, you landed the plane. And then I had a question to go out. Like, oh, you're good. Yeah, but, we're that, good. but that's the point where like everybody you're, you're granting, you're, you're granting some grace there uh, with Kenny Payne. When you, when you say that, you know, for just for some reason, he's not one to accept. What is the reason? What is the reason you would not want assistance to make your team better, to make you better, to have you succeed and to continue to make 3.25 or whatever it is, million dollars a season? Why would you not want that to continue? Why would you not want to be at, at your alma mater and succeeding in 
and winning games and getting the players that you need any means necessary. I don't understand it. Like to me, I don't get how you can think your way is so good and have an entire season of evidence to realize, oh bleep, it's not working. This isn't gonna ha- this isn't gonna change and not change anything at all. And expect to you know again, definition of insanity: doing the same thing over and expecting different results. Precisely. No, I'm with you. I mean, so yeah, I'm sure we'll be reacting to this again. Apologies for uh, some of the technical difficulties on 93.9. Now we have a contingency backup plan. So uh, moving forward, we will do our best to do this. If Justin's available, may need to uh, have a training session for some of the folks. Yeah, uh, that eventually, try to get we'll, uh, eventually we'll and, get some equipment there where everybody else can do it, too. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I appreciate that. So uh, for Justin Sofro and Ethan Moore, I'm Phil Baker. Reminder, we got you covered with wall-to-wall coverage for the NFL games. If you are driving around today, so fear not, we got you covered for uh, liquor Barnes coverage of uh, the Ravens over on 93.9 The Ville as you speak. Uh, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Uh, if you want to hate, listen to that. Louisville fans, you can have some fun with that. I believe that'll be over on Twitter spaces as well. Bellerman and EKU coming up on 680 uh, at about 645 or so. And then we'll join the late night Packers and 49ers in progress around 9 o'clock or so. So we got you covered if you are driving around today. We will podcast this. Appreciate everyone being flexible. Uh, James Black troubleshooting stuff back there. Uh, Justin and Sofro troubleshooting some stuff. Uh, you getting this on the air. Ethan Moore joining us from a massage chair, maybe outside California Pizza Kitchen at Oxmoor Center. Uh, give Justin a follow on Twitter. He's at Justin Sofro uh, underscore Ethan Moore, I believe, if memory serves. And I'm Phil underscore underscore Baker. We'll get you covered tomorrow. <laughs> there it is. Uh, for the <laughs> SMH. We'll get you covered tomorrow for uh, SMH. Nick Kernel join us from, I believe, Chapel Hill. Zachy C will... Um, relive us in all of his uh, montages of drunkenness over the weekend at a karaoke bar. So appreciate it. It's Coors Light postgame show on your sports station, ESPN 680, 105.7, and ESPN Wilbur Plus. Hit that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Hit that bleeping bell. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.